0: Good morning, and welcome to Go in Peace, a daily podcast from the Houghton College Chapel Office, where each day we consider one of our college lectionary texts and ponder provocative thoughts so that we can truly go in peace to love and serve the Lord. My name is Michael Jordan, and I'm dean of the chapel here at Houghton. Welcome to the week of September 21st. Today is Monday, September 21st, and uh, this week our theme from our college lectionary is feasting. So we're reading texts that are related to the Old Testament feasts, and then we're reading Psalms and New Testament texts that kind of complement um, those readings. And so today's reading, uh, the Psalm is Psalm 89, 1-9. The Old Testament reading is Exodus 23, 12-19a, and the New Testament reading is Mark 6:30 to 44 and I'll just go ahead and read the Exodus passage to you. It's Exodus 23:12 to 19 For six days you shall do your work, but on the seventh day you shall rest, so that your ox and your donkey may have relief, and your homeborn slave and the resident alien may be refreshed. Be attentive to all that I have said to you. Do not invoke the names of other gods. Do not let them be heard on your lips. Three times in the year you shall hold a festival for me, you shall observe the festival of unleavened bread. As I commanded you, you shall eat unleavened bread for seven days at the appointed time in the month of Abib, for in it you came out of Egypt. No one shall appear before me empty-handed. You shall observe the festival of the harvest, of the firstfruits of your labor, of what you sow in the field. You shall observe the festival of ingathering at the end of the year, when you gather in from the field the fruit of your labor. Three times in the year all your males shall appear before the Lord God. You shall not offer the blood of my sacrifice with anything leavened, or let the fat of my festival remain until the morning. The choicest of the first fruits of your ground you shall bring into the house of the Lord your God. Today I just want to think with you a little bit about the importance of feasting. It seems like kind of a strange choice for a theme uh, four weeks into the semester. Um, Why focus on feasting? especially when we're just getting used to, uh, again, having the dining hall open and all the food that we want and all the desserts that we want at any time. Uh, right now is the time that usually we start thinking about um, watching what we eat and being careful about what we eat. Uh, if your metabolism is anything like mine in the winter, it kind of slows down and it's easy to gain weight in the winter wintertime uh, because it's hard also to exercise. So um, we, we tend to really, when we think about uh, our bodies, Um, and even our spiritual life, we we tend to be very comfortable thinking about um, fasting and about discipline. Not fasting specifically from food, but I just mean we understand kind of intuitively as as Christians the importance of discipline in our lives. We hold up a disciplined life as kind of a model that we want to shoot for and not necessarily a feasting life. Um, Discipline is something we hold up as being really good, and it is really good. Like discipline shapes our intuitions, discipline helps us to see what we're capable of, Um, you know, when I, for example, I like to run, but I have not always liked to run, and in fact, at the beginning, had to learn um, to run, and now it's at the point where running is sort of part of uh, who I am and part of what I love to do, and so I miss it when I can't do it. But that is a product of discipline. Um, It's a product of of running until I learn that running is part of my being. But feasting we often think of as very different. Uh, Feasting is not something that we feel good about when we do, often when we feast or when we eat a lot of food we tend to feel uh, sorry that we've done so. There's a little bit of self-loathing that goes along with feasting. Um, We don't really hold up a feasting life as a life that we should pursue as Christians. But I want you to see that feasting operates in sort of the same way as disciplines. So when we discipline ourselves, um, we begin to understand what we're capable of of inside. But when we we feast, when when we eat and enjoy the things that have been given to us, when we don't focus so much on what we can do, but when we focus on enjoying just what's been given to us, we begin to, our, our intuitions also are shaped. But instead of being shaped about what's going on inside of us, feasting helps shape our intuitions about what we're surrounded by. I don't know if that makes sense. But when we feast, when we gather at the table again and again and enjoy good things, we begin to intuitively understand that we live in a world with good things, that God wants us to have good things that we live in a world that has enough, that we live in an abundant world. And that really helps us to feel secure. That helps us to know that we're, we, you, we don't have to provide for ourselves all the time, um, that it's not about our own ability to do everything perfectly, but instead that we live in a world that God made for us, And that we inhabit that world as beloved children of God and that he wants to take care of us. So when we feast, when we celebrate, we begin to understand that about the world around us. So discipline is more about discovering the strength that lies within us, disciplining our bodies and seeing what we're capable of inside. But feasting is about really discovering in the same intuitive way, it's about discovering the provision that lies outside of us. We enjoy the provisions of God until it makes intuitive sense that God is a God who provides and so that's why it's important for us to take some time and just focus on celebration and feasting. If you're like me, um, and maybe, maybe you're not, <laughs> but when I was a kid, um, I always felt a little bit um, uh, guilty if my church youth group gathered together and didn't have a lesson involved with it. Just to get together to have fun seems somehow wrong to me. There's got to be something that you're learning, a way that you're growing. And that 's the kind of tension between discipline and feasting isn 't it i mean it 's good for us to discipline and grow it 's good for us to have lessons, but I also know why, in looking back, that my youth pastor had nights where we just played because in part we want to to know that we live um, under the the watchful care of a God who loves us enough to want to give us a place that we enjoy, and feasting and celebrating really hammers that home in the same intuitive kind of way, and sometimes we have to discipline ourselves to feast almost. Um, We have to tell ourselves, it's okay, right now I don't have to be improving, I don't have to be growing, I don't have to be thinking new thoughts. Right now I can just enjoy what's been given because God has so much more to give. So that's why we feast, and this week we'll be looking at that topic together, and I hope that um, you see little moments in your life, perhaps even today, where you can enjoy the good and gracious provisions of a good and gracious God. Let's pray. God, we're thankful for the deep love you have for us, and we acknowledge that we don't always live with a strong, intuitive sense of that love. We run around trying to earn that affection from you or from other people, and yet, God, you love us and want to provide for us. So we pray that you'll make that clear to us and give us the ability to set aside our need to improve and grow sometimes just to feast, just to celebrate the good things you've done because we want to understand you for who you are, a God who loves to provide, and a a loving Father who longs to gather a large family around the table and feed us and rejoice with us. We know that's the picture you have for us in eternity, and we look forward to that time together. God, we pray you'll be with us through the day, knowing that there are many things warring against us keeping the feast. We pray, God, that you'd calm those and make us able to celebrate you today. We ask this in Christ's name. Amen. Well, good as always to chat with you. We'll love to talk with you tomorrow when we come back again. Until then, go in peace to love and serve the Lord.